This is the Rich Eisen Show. I like that they have personality. I'm living my life, man. The grass is so freaking green here, you have no idea. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. But Freddie Freeman still hasn't adjusted to life here in Southern California. The Rich Eisen Show. Earlier on the show. Senior NBA writer for The Athletic, Sam Amick. Still to come. ESPN college football analyst, Robert Griffin III. Plus, from the Apple TV Plus drama Blackbird, actor Paul Walter Hauser. And now... It's Rich Eisen. Yes, it is. Hour number two of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. Robert Griffin III of the Worldwide Leader in Sports is going to join us shortly. Chop it up in, uh, in terms of the National Football League, in which he used to toil and which he discusses on ESPN all the time, talking college football as well. Uh, he's going to be joining us in about 20 minutes' time. The actor Paul Walter Hauser of the Apple TV program blackbird he's also the guy who played richard jewell in richard jewell he played sean eckert in i Tonya. he is an excellent actor and uh, a, a big time basketball fan making his way to the studio in hour number three to chop it up with us here on the last day of june um we're let's let's monitor let's let's try to tie shows together that's how we do we it, you know you could call this the rich eisen show you could also call it the rich eisen tapestry because we weave things together we weave every day we weave segments together we try to weave you into it uh on this program well, we know what the name of the show is because it's just your name as jay billis pointed yeah, out. i know yeah i know i appreciate this that. Is the rich eisen show and welcome to it and never forget how close it was to being the rich koufax show let's not oh let's wow not forget that that is a Call back. It's never forget wow. the rich <laughs> Koufax. My mom went to high school with Sandy Koufax, and I think maybe went on one date with him, or didn't, or was you know be. Well, remember, I'm you- seeing her later today after this um, show, so I will t- see her and I'll say, hey. Mom, TJ was maligning you on today's program. You better not. And, um, <laughs> you know, as, as, the, as the Bensonhurst harlot. No, okay. And, you, and so. You um, said you asked her about it before will, and it wasn't I will, him. I will then set it up with that. And she'll be like, why, why would TJ do that to me is what she would say. And I'm like, Mom, mom. She, he still loves you. That, that's the way the setup's going to be. Okay. But uh, I will ask her again. I think that there was a conversation about a setup, or they were at a uh, you know at you, a, at you a asked social. Her it wasn't a date. It wasn't a date right. I know. But you date. like to keep mentioning that that my name could have been Rich Koufax or Rich Drysdale. One of the two. Definitely not, sir. I'm just saying. Don Drysdale <laughs> was not in my mother's high school. Oh, okay. 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 And by the way, it was on this day in 1962, Sandy Koufax threw his first career no hitter. How about says, uh, Mike Hoskins. Did you How about know that, TJ, when you brought that up? Very good. Yeah. <laughs> Leading to uh, the statue that's outside of the, the stadium here. How dare you? <laughs> what was my point? Oh, the, the way, tapestry, the tapestry yeah. that we're weaving together. Yesterday uh, in our second hour, what a delightful chat with Mark Harbert. Oh, my gosh. Um, the, uh, the PGA Tour player who has been on tour since 2015, who got into last week's Travelers um, in Connecticut because Brooks Kepka tapped out to play in the Live Tour, and he's going he's gonna to have his first Live Tour hole, one of his first of 54 
uh, tomorrow, right? That tees no, off tomorrow. It, it, it today? Live Short tees off today in two hours. Oh, my bad. It's a Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Yeah, team. yeah. Two hour, t- two hour start here. Brooks uh, Kepke is on which team? Which team is he on? Oh, I don't look it up. I don't care. Smashburger. Smashburger is already on. Super Smash. Super Smashers or something. Actually, you know what he's on? He's on the Mighty Mighty Brooks Tones. Oh, hey. Oh, Rich. Never had to knock on wood. But I know someone who. He's gonna try. He's gonna try and beat Reed Biv DeVoe. Oh, hey. Now you know. Team Reed Bib, Bib DeVoe. <laughs> right? Poison Deadly. Move real slow. I why I'm going in that way. By, by the way, Mighty Mighty Boston's, I think, was the house band of the Espies when I was up in the uh, rafters no. with Stuart Scott for all those years. Mighty Mighty Boston's. Shout out high school. Are they um, in basketball, too? Were they in basketball? I think they did the oh, uh, final halftime <laughs> show. But Mark Hubbard uh, is our is our new. We have now adopted. Oh, we Mark are Hubbard. now the Rich Eisen show. Hubbard, we are Team Mark Hubbard. What Team a great Hall conversation we had with him yesterday in advance of round one of the John Deere Classic going on in the uh, Quad Cities area in the great state of Illinois. Yes, sir. And uh, what what is, is he teed off? What do oh we got my here? Gosh. So got? Mark Hubbard was in the uh, nine thirteen group this morning. Okay, very good. And our man, so Ma- our man, Mark. It's T10 right now. Time for 10th. T10. He started on the back nine. Uh, he was in in 34, and he has now buried the fourth hole. So yes, he, he is has. three under. Three under par. Through 13. How far is that off the lead? Uh, unfortunately, JT Potson is uh, dominating Ooh. the course right now. He's eight under through 16. So Mark's <laughs> five back, but he's T10. G tape. JT 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 Potson. Yeah, JT Potson. Okay. PJ Tucker for him. Look, not a lot of big sexy names on the John Deere uh, roster. Well, guess what? JT Jackson. We're we're locked in on the PJ Tour. CBS is covering it. Golf Channel's covering it. Oh, I'll be watching this. Okay. So, all right. Mark Hubbard, T10. Let's go. And and, uh, I would ask what the tee time is for, for the Live Tour, but as we all know, they tee off at the same time, which is what Patrick Reed said he loves about it. Because it's better for competition that everyone's on the course at the same time. Great. <laughs> great. What do you mean great? <laughs> Nobody cares what Patrick Reed thinks. I, I, well, we'll find out, won't we? We'll find out, won't we? So Pumpkin Ridge, though, for a live tour, in case you're interested. Very good. A beautiful course, by the way. Beautiful course. Tiger awesome. won one of his three USAMs. I there. mean, dude, yeah. great course. Yeah. No doubt about it. So uh, that's what's going on in the world of golf. Let's go, Mark Hubbard. Let's go. Mark Hubbard. Um, so here, here it is the last day of June. Okay. And, um, it's sleepy times for the national football league. It is indeed. It is sleepy time for that. So, um, I've decided to use that as a metaphor or use that metaphor to, uh, to launch into a top five list. I have come up with the top five teams Folks are sleeping on. And when I say folks are sleeping on, I'm not talking about a team that went 6-10 and 10 or 6-11, and 11, pardon me, last year. 5-12 and 12 last year, okay? And that's going to come out of nowhere and make the playoffs and surprise you. I'm talking about teams that can do some considerable damage. Okay. Okay. And they're being slept on. That are not being talked about enough. Okay. People, because we're focused on too many other teams. So... Jay Felly, yes, sir. I need some uh, some of NFL Films finest. Did it. You got it. All right, we ready for this? Here we go. All right. Top five teams that we're all sleeping on. Put up number five, Mike Hoskins, because I'm trying to find a list here in front of me. It's the Pittsburgh Steelers, everyone. 
It is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Look who's up on the screen. Who's that? Who's that, Chris? Third string quarterback. Uh, my man Kenny Pickett, who should have been a top five pick. I know that. Oh, yeah. He wasn't, and you <laughs> still owe TJ Jefferson money for that. I got money. Look, do you want it, do you want the it, Pittsburgh you want it right Steelers, now? we are too focused on everybody else in the AFC North. And meanwhile, the Pittsburgh Steelers are sitting down at the bottom of this list at number five. Kenny Pickett, is he going to start or not? It looks like it could be Mitchell Trubisky. But I'm talking about year two. Year two of Najee Harris. What is this kid going to look like in year two? With his feet completely wet, ready to go. Minka Fitzpatrick is now playing with heavy pockets just like T.J. Watt did last year. Okay? You got your guy... Cam Hayward sitting right there on that defensive line as well. Everybody's sleeping on him. Nobody's talking about the Pittsburgh Steelers because we're talking about, more importantly, two other teams in the AFC North with the Ravens and what's going on with Lamar Jackson and then clearly everything going on with the Cleveland Browns. So that's number five on my list. Number four is a team that used to be in the running every single year in the NFC South because they had a Hall of Fame quarterback. And last year, the quarterback was a major problem. And now their coach, who has been with that team attached at the hip, with that Hall of Fame quarterback for all those years, he is now on the set of Fox. And Jameis Winston's coming back from a knee injury, and everyone's wondering what he's going to look like. But guess what? The New Orleans Saints still have that defense. And I told everybody last year, this is a defensive team dressed up in offensive guru clothing. Now, the offensive guru is, again, sitting on the set of Fox for this year. For this year. I think Sean Payton will be back on the sideline at this very point one year from now. I think so. But Michael Thomas is coming back, everybody. That's another thing we're sleeping on. You're, you're sleeping on this guy because we haven't seen him in a year. And he's coming back, and we're assuming Alvin Kamara is going to be available to this team. And the defense has not changed. I like this team. Nobody's talking about the New Orleans Saints because Tom Brady's back, so on and so forth. I think the Saints are a playoff team. What do you think about them oh, apples? Wow, I think you're wrong. Yeah, think How about, do you think about them apples? I know you might disagree with me, but nobody's talking about the Saints. You know the thing about Mike Rich? You can't guard them. You can't guard them. <laughs> Number three on this list is a team... That I've been talking about. I think I'm the only one talking about him. Everybody's talking about Kansas City because why not? It's Patrick Mahomes. He's very popular. Henry Winkler loves him. He's very he wants, good. He wants to give him a, a chicken dish uh, with ricotta cheese and a nice reduction. <laughs> reduction. Exactly. Everybody's talking about why Tyreek Hill, Tyree Hill's left and what are the Chiefs going to do? Justin Herbert is uh, atop many people's MVP lists for the upcoming season. I want him in fantasy they, so bad. They added J.C. Jackson. They added uh, one of the best players uh, on defense of the, the last uh, several years as well. To add to uh, Joey Bosa on that line. Khalil Mack is now going to be wearing powder blue here in Los Angeles. That's crazy. And then Denver. Not about Denver yeah. got, uh, got Russ. Denver got Russ. Russ is going to cook in Denver. Denver was always uh, that team over the last several years. They had uh, so many great young offensive weapons. Just need the quarterback. And they got Randy Gregory. 
And you got Sierra. Everybody keeps sleeping on the Las Vegas Raiders, except me. I'll be fine with that. <laughs> That's your team. Okay. I mean, you think they're winning the Super Bowl. I'm not thinking they're winning the Super Bowl. <laughs> I'm saying they're winning this division. Everybody, you keep sleeping on the silver and black. I'll be fine with that. Hey, I've made my point the last few weeks on this. I don't need to belabor it any longer. But the number two team on this list is a team nobody is talking about at all. The Dallas Cowboys. And that's the reason why my team isn't being talked about. Uh-oh. This number two team is not being talked about. Uh-oh. Your Cowboys. That's I just, why. I just said that as a joke. I mean, <laughs> no. No, they're not. Nobody. Nobody's <laughs> talking about the Philadelphia Eagles in the NFC East because nobody believes in Jalen Hurts. They added A.J. Brown. Miles Sanders, you see he said that they, they they have like an all-star team. Do you see that? They feel like they're an all-star team. And I saw that and I thought to myself, oh, God, that that's like Vince Young yeah, dream, yeah, team. dream Team. Don't do uh-huh. it. Dream Team. Dream Team. No, no, don't do it, Miles. <laughs> Bad news. Too late. Let's just keep everybody asleep on you. And the, the top rushing offense from last year, mostly than not. Also, you've got... Uh, A defense that added not one, but two Georgia Bulldogs. Two. Jordan Davis and N'Kobe Dean. Did you see what they looked like last year when they were healthy? Here they come. Fletcher Cox is still there. The the, the offensive line is mostly intact, huh? Right? I like them, folks. They got the Heisman Trophy winner from two years ago. You like the quarterback? I I dig the quarterback, and I think Jalen Hurts is going to improve. He's going to be better, and he has, as he said when we interviewed him before we uh, before he was drafted, he, he used the line that's everywhere now. He, he says he has a dog in him. <laughs> no, he's talking about the Eagles, folks. And this team, number one on my list of folks who are not talking about this team, this is number one for sure. In my mind. And nobody's talking about them because of who they always used to be. Yes. Come on, Rich. Say it. Who they always used to be. Say it. But what they used to be, they are not anymore. Because they've got a cigar smoking, ring finger pointing, big time quarterback who's only going to get better. Uh. And his problem, (laughs) his problem about... His problem about not being protected last year and the team made the Super Bowl anyway and had a chance to win it and led the Super Bowl in the fourth quarter. And the problem was protecting Joe Burrow. And they went and hit the hell out of that problem in free agency and then drafted smartly again. Nobody's talking about the defending AFC champion Cincinnati Bengals. If this were... The Chiefs who lost the Super Bowl. If this were the Bills who lost the Super Bowl. If this were, name another team that lost the Super Bowl and almost had a chance to win the Super Bowl and had a spectacular young quarterback who's done nothing but prove he's a winner everywhere he's ever been and have a glaring weakness that they smartly and rightly fixed and have a young head coach who knows how to put it together, and they re-sign that guy too. Name me another team in that situation, and they would be talked about every single day when a conversation about who might win that conference coming up 
next time. But no, the Cincinnati Bengals are still the Bengals or the Bungles from yesteryear. And that is not the case anymore. The number one team that folks are sleeping on talking about are your defending AFC champion Cincinnati Bengals who are just going to take that and probably jam it down your throat more often than not in 2022. Take that for data. Take that for data. <laughs> Run, tell that. Man, I really thought you were talking about the Patriots. I'm not talking about <laughs> the Patriots, <laughs> man. People are talking about the Patriots. They are. Are they? They always do because it's Belichick and eventually yeah. we'll get around to it. Talking about the Dolphins maybe more than the, the Dolph- Patriots. Dolphins more for sure. That's true. The Dolphins we're talking about more than the Bengals. We're talking about the Ravens about yeah. more than the Bengals. We're talking about every other team in the division minus the Steelers. Well, I guess so, half the division. We're talking about the Bills more. We're talking Niners. about every team in the AFC West more. Even the Raiders get talked about more because Devontae Adams is where he is. They got Jamar Chase in year two. What the hell's that going to look like? Scary. Scary. If the Bengals come back healthy, we'll be talking about them. But right now, you're not. And we are on the Rich Eisen Show. We're not talking about the Eagles because you're Cowboys. The Giants, you know, Washington Commanders. They got a new name. They got a new quarterback. They got Terry McLaurin paid. They got a defensive coordinator who's now going to rename his blitz scheme an insurrection. We're talking about that more. We're talking about dust-ups more than what the Philadelphia Eagles can do. That's my closed book. (laughs) (laughs) Rich, you think maybe the reason people aren't talking about the Bengals so much is... They're not. Well, I'm saying maybe the reason being is, yeah, they went to the Super Bowl, and I think we all think that they'll do great this year. But the fact is they were 10-7 and last year. So maybe Mm. maybe people are thinking... Did they have a great season or did they just get hot and have a great run at the end of the season that mm. propelled them to the Super Bowl? So maybe that's why. And plus, you look at the number of quarterbacks who have gone to the Super Bowl the first time and not made it back. It's like a stagger. I know. I, so, I totally agree with you. They're, they're, I'm just saying, I, I believe the Cincinnati's going to be good, but maybe that's why they're not getting. Here's a what's more likely. This prop, Here's a what's more likely. It's for tomorrow. Audible, what's more likely. You won't have this tomorrow. <laughs> and pl- plus you know i don't like what's more likely is that that go beyond uh, a playing season right because like what somebody's going to put a pin in it and like right. come back yeah. at Who's us more likely to make the hall of fame what's more likely okay. joe burrow is dan marino or tom brady oh dan, well, marino. dan marino would be more likely i'm not saying seven super bowls well I know that's what I'm saying. (laughs) I know what I'm saying. What's more likely? Somebody who is going to go back to the Super Bowl multiple times, a la Brady, sure. Bradshaw, Montana, whoever you want to use. Or Marino. One and doesn't get back. Year two, makes it, never gets back. I will take Burrow back in the Super Bowl. What's more likely, Burrow gets back to the Super Bowl again or never gets back to the Super Bowl? I would say more likely to never get back to the Super Bowl. Oh, no Aaron Rodgers hasn't been back. I mean, when you look at, think about it. Come on. Go back. I'll take take that other one. McNair, Kerry Collins, Rich Gannon, Jake DeLome, McNabb, Hasselbeck, Grossman, Kaepernick, Cam, Matt Ryan, Jarrett Goff, and Jimmy G. All lost the Super Bowl in the first time around. Never went back. Aaron Rodgers won it and still hasn't been back. Joe Burrow, Joe, Joe Burrow is going back to the Super Bowl 
How about this? Multiple times he will be back in the Super Bowl. Well, that's a bold statement, Cotton. I know it is. I'm going to write that 1019. He's so special. <laughs> he is like, so no way of- very special. He is, I am clearly all the way in on this guy. I don't know if this is the year he goes back. Back to back's a tough, a tough back to road. Back's a tough gig. A Not tough road to hoe. Multiple times he gets back. And part of the reason why you're saying what you're saying. History's on my side. History's on well, your I'm side. You it's our History's side. History's on your side collectively. Okay. Part of what you're saying, but admit this. If I'm willing to admit what I'm saying, you have to admit this. Part of the reason why you're saying what you're saying is not just history's on your side. There have been Hall of Fame quarterbacks who make it once and never get back. You've named me Marino, and you're assuming Rodgers won't, won't get back in his remaining window. Just to name two. Well, he's not feeling any pressure to get back. That's true. (laughs) Part of the reason you're saying this, part of the reason you're saying this is because you think the Bengals are the Bengals. That's it. You don't believe the Bengals can do it. No, I don't think the Bengals can do it because the the Bengals are the Bengals. They play in a stadium that doesn't have a naming right. You know, the owner is so, he's such a dinosaur and the Bengals will always bangle. They'll always screw it up. Something will always happen to screw it up where they'll get in their way, their own way. And the Bengals are the Bengals. And I'm here to tell you, Burrow has changed it's over. That time is over for a long ass time. Jamar Chase. Look, it's I, not just Burrow either. Okay, I've made my point. You've made yours. Clearly, th- there's a lot of runway for for us to be proven a lot, correct. A lot of runway. We got about a decade. Or yeah. incorrect. <laughs> and like I said, we all believe the Bengals are going to be tough, but to get back to the Super Bowl is just very hard to do. Let's Wait, take a break. Robert Griffin III is patiently waiting. We'll chat with RG3 when we come back right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat, where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase. So all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit GameTime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. 
Back here, eight four four two zero four. Rich number to dial. Put up uh, uh, on on Twitter. Joe Burrow will, and then and well, first one never get back to SB. Second, we'll make multiple more Super Bowls. Okay, going up right now. Third, smoke multiple cigars. Joining us on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line is one of my favorites who uh, uh, ran so expertly in Run Rich Run and helped me raise as much money for St. Jude Children's Research, Research Hospital as we possibly could together. From the worldwide leader in sports, talking NFL and college football, but we'll talk more NFL right now with our friend Robert Griffin III. How you doing, RG3? I'm doing good, Rich, but I'm doing much better now that I'm on the phone with you. I feel the same way. You know, I feel the same way. <laughs> I feel the same way. Um, so let's just jump right into it because I've been I'm, – I'm one of the uh, multiple uh, millions of followers that you have on uh, on your social media accounts, and I've been looking at your some of the things that you've been saying on Twitter, and I, I'm like, let me give RG3 a call and, uh, and kick the tires on this a little bit. And, you know, we'll start with a, a tweet that you put out um, uh, a few days ago that you believe because of the way that the Dolphins have retooled um, their team, in a way, and added the cheetah, Tyreek Hill, that Tua is going to take a big leap this year. What makes you think that, Robert? Yeah, Rich, you know, Tua really hasn't had an opportunity to truly go out and show the NFL world who he is. Last year, he was, you know, throwing the ball in the pocket behind the 32nd ranked pass block unit in the league. Um, it seemed like at times, the coaching staff wasn't truly sold on him, you know, whether it was bringing in Ryan Fitzpatrick or seeming like they wouldn't let him, you know, push the ball down the field, even though, like I said before, it just seemed like he just didn't have the time to do so. But two is an accurate quarterback. So when you bring him in and you bring in Tyree Kill, you already have Jalen Waddle there. You bring in Cedric Wilson from the Cowboys. Uh, Mike Gasicki there is a great tight end who can stretch the field. And then I think they did a really nice job of bringing in Teron Armstead, the left tackle from the Saints, and then Connor Williams, who did struggle a little bit last year, but it's still an upgrade for them at the center position there on that offensive line. Uh, I just think that they put so many weapons around Tua, and they brought in an offensive-minded head coach in Mike McDaniel that Tua's got one or two options, right? He's either going to prove that he's the guy this year or he's going to prove that they need to draft a quarterback next year. So I'm on the side of I think they'll take a big leap because I don't think he has a choice with all the weapons that they brought in for him. Uh, and I know I'm missing, leaving out some guys. You know, Lynn Bowden Jr. has got a chance to be a little bit of like a Debo Samuel light for them. And then Eric Ezukama uh, is a draft pick that people aren't really paying attention to, but he's a phenomenal wide receiver uh, last year uh, at Texas Tech. So I think that they just have so many weapons and two is going to find a way to show – uh, the grit that I've seen from him this offseason. You know, he's been a little little testy with the media, uh, you know, getting upset about some of the stuff that's being said, and I think that's good for him. Well, I mean, what does it look like? What does success look like for for Tua? The, what does the big leap look like? I mean, numbers-wise and uh, wins-wise, what, do what, what does that look like for you, Robert? Yeah, I know. You know, everyone wants to wants to go to numbers and wins. Yes. Yes. Yeah, Tua had 16 touchdowns and 10 picks. I think if he goes – if he goes 25 touchdowns, seven interceptions, I think that's a great year uh, for Tua. The, the, the benefit that Tua has that a lot of other quarterbacks don't is there's no expectation for a Super Bowl this year for the Dolphins. Right? Every team is, is going out there and they're putting everything they can uh, out on the field um, to, to win a Super Bowl, but the Dolphins don't really have that expectation. It's not the same as Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson or Tom Brady. 
So Tua doesn't have to get the Dolphins to the playoffs. They don't have to win the Super Bowl for it to be a successful year for him because that's what we're really talking about here. For him, he just has to show that he can be a franchise quarterback. Do I think that Tua can take that big leap and include a playoff uh, berth? Yes, I do. With this roster, uh, the way their defense played last year, yes, I think he can do that. Does he absolutely need that to happen for it to, it, to, to be a big leap for him? No. Um, I think if he just shows that he, can, he is that guy, I think the Dolphins will be very happy with him. Well, that's a very nuanced take, and I greatly appreciate it because that's what I'm all about, too. But right now, Robert, you and I are in the mosh pit of Sports Talk Radio. So um, let's get right down to it. Chris, ask him the uh, the what's more likely scenario that you asked of me <laughs> sure. two, two weeks ago. We have this uh, uh, Friday segment where Chris comes up with some scenarios here about what is more likely, A or B. Ask uh, Robert Griffin the third. Yeah, which is very silly, Robert. Okay, so what's more likely that Tua has 30 combined touchdowns, running, okay, running scoring, and, and throwing, scoring, yep. or he struggles and Tom Brady is a Dolphins quarterback in 23? Uh, it's more likely that Tua has 30 combined touchdowns. There you go. Welcome to two and zero, Robert. Welcome to two and zero. I don't think Brady goes to the Dolphins. I know there's all, all the stories about that, <laughs> but I think now Brady's in Tampa Bay. He's, he's either going to win there or he'll be done. I don't think he's playing for another team. Robert Griffin the third here on the Rich Eisen show. Well, we just t- touched upon Brady a little bit. Another tweet that I saw. Uh, you were on uh, Get Up uh, in uh, the beautiful New York um, downtown New York studios that the worldwide leader in sports has for that program. Um, and uh, you said that if Gronk does not come back, if Gronk stays retired, you will jump in the East River. Now, Robert, I know you're not from New York City. Okay, I'm I'm from New York City. I'm from Staten Island, New York, born in Brooklyn, raised in Staten Island. Uh, the East River is not something you want to jump into, uh, RG3. You, you, you want no piece of the East River. You want no piece of it. Yeah, Rich, I was uh, I was told shortly thereafter that, uh, you know, there's a chance that if I jump into the East River, I could walk out a couple inches taller, <laughs> maybe have an extra toe or, or a foot. Um, yes, sir. So I'm really like, I'm like praying every night, you know, <laughs> please, God, let Rob Gronkowski come back so I don't have to jump into the East River in the winter. But uh, I will I will stay true to my word, and if he does not come back, I'll jump in the East River, and we'll, we'll see if I survive. That will be an outstanding episode of Get Up. I would set my DVR for that uh, right now uh, if I knew what day that would happen. But <laughs> but I'm kind of with you. Like, right now, um, Gronk is, uh, wants no piece of the um, – uh, uh, of the training camp. He wants no piece of that, and what he wants is peace and quiet. He doesn't want people walking around asking him all the time if he's coming back or not. That's the way I'm kind of reading it right now. From yeah, him. Rich, I read it the same way. Look, Gronk saw what Brady did, and, and once Brady retired, after a couple weeks, people kind of died down on talking about where he was going or what he was going to do. And I think Gronk's feeling the same way. For his mental health, doesn't want to be talked about all the time about whether he's coming back or not. And then for his physical health, Missing training camp, the preseason, and maybe the first eight, nine weeks of the season is going to be the best thing for Rob Gronkowski. Uh, this guy went from the WWE back to the NFL and won a Super Bowl. So I put nothing past him. Uh, I think that he's, he's still a, a great player. He had 800 yards receiving last year um, and, and was on pace to have another monster year uh, before he, he got hurt and banged up there near the end. But uh, Rob Gronkowski is one of one of my favorite players. I love the Gronk spike. I love his attitude, the energy he brings to the game. And I know him retiring probably made a lot of fans, uh, you know, sad because he's just a, such a fun player. 
And I think when Brady makes that call come week 12, 13, he'll pick up and come back. I love the use of when, not if, in that phrase, <laughs> RG3. Yeah. I love that because no you're right, though. I mean, he's going to make that phone call. I mean, and, and that's with all due respect to his entire uh, depth chart at the tight end position. N- nobody's Gronk. Nobody's Gronk in terms of uh, experience and history with Tom Brady. Nobody is Gronk. Yeah, exactly, Rich. And, you know, I'll even make it more granular for you. Yes. Like over the last two seasons with, with Brady and Gronk being there in just Tampa Bay, they've been a top five red zone offense. When, when Gronk is on the field, uh, Brady hasn't thrown an interception in the last two seasons. Um, you know, he's 66 touchdowns and zero picks in the red zone with Tampa Bay. Uh, and, and more than, I think it's about 40 of those have come with Gronk being on the field. So he's a massive threat for them. He's a security blanket for Tom Brady. They've won four Super Bowls together. And, and I've said this before, I'll say it again. He's, one, he's the greatest tight end of all time. Uh, he's won four. Super Bowls with Brady as a, as Brady's tight end, and he saved Brady's tight end a lot of times as well. So uh, I think uh, Tom Brady will be making that call. It's not a matter of if, like you said, it's a matter of when. Robert Griffin the third from the Worldwide Leader in Sports here on the Rich Eisen Show. Um, so let's uh, let's dive into the Baker Mayfield conversation for a little bit here, Robert, since you have a history of. Um, let me, I guess, feeling, what, what's the word for, I don't know if disrespect, I don't want to put any words in your mouth, but but feeling um, led astray a bit by the organization that drafted you um, for another quarterback, although Deshaun Watson was not drafted in the same draft as Baker Mayfield, as Kirk Cousins was with you. But there's a lot of conversation right now as Watson is undergoing the disciplinary process with the league and the Players Association that should the suspension be so significant, Mayfield should consider maybe his best option is to stay put and use the team that he's currently uh, upset with that drafted him to uh, showcase his abilities for another deal. I'm wondering if you would agree with that or you think he should get a fresh start and tell everyone to pound sand, Robert Griffin III. (laughs) Rich, I'm actually going to take – uh, a different angle towards that because you, you asked the question as if should Baker decide to stay. Um, I think the Browns should offer the olive branch to Baker and, and ask him to stay if Deshaun Watson gets suspended for a significant amount of time. Baker's proven that in, you know in, in this city he can go win a playoff game, get you to the playoffs, do all those things. Last year he played hurt and didn't and wasn't very effective. But the bottom line is Baker Mayfield's better than Jacoby Brissett. That's just the bottom line. And if you're going to have to play a full season with a guy, your best option is to go back to Baker Mayfield and beg him to stay and then present it to him in the same way that you just did, Rich. This is an opportunity for you to go prove yourself to the next, to the next team that you're going to go play for, right? Deshaun Watson's here. They paid him $230 million, you know, rubies, whatever you want to call them. He's going to be the quarterback there at some point unless he's suspended indefinitely and some other thing down the line happens. So I think the Browns should approach Baker and say, we need you, uh, we're sorry how this all worked out, but we want to give you an opportunity to go out there and prove yourself. And I think Baker should take that. Now, I have seen that Baker has already said that both sides have moved on. You know, he doesn't want anything to do with the team, essentially. But I think he should reconsider that because this roster is stacked with playmakers at every position, running back, wide receiver, tight end, and they have a great offensive line. 
you might not get a better opportunity to go out and prove yourself than Baker would have with the Browns. Yeah, I mean, but just imagine what it would be like just to walk through the hallways of that place when you've already put it in in the uh, dustbin of your memory, right? All week, you know, and think I, I would I would just be staring at the ceiling sometimes saying, how the hell did this happen with, with the Browns? And to hell with them, you know? But then again, I yeah, understand, yeah, you I know, think- I, I, I know your history as well, where where you, you've taken jobs that you knew you, you had to take in order to get where you want to go. I, I get it, but man, that would be a tough one to swallow, if I may feel. Yeah, no doubt about it. It would be tough for Baker to do that, and I think that's why he already came out and said that, you know, he's, he's done with the Browns and he doesn't want to come back. But as we all know, things can change in, in a heartbeat. Maybe they offer him a little bit more money to come back and do that. You know, they seem to be throwing money around like it's <laughs> like it's growing on trees. So maybe they could do something like that. But I, I, I tend to agree with you on this one, Rich, that, that Baker and the Browns are so far gone. And the Browns made the mistake of pursuing Deshaun Watson along with the other 13 teams. But they made the mistake of pursuing him while they still had Baker on their roster. So uh, they should if they wanted to get rid of him, they should have traded him before they went to pursue Deshaun Watson because now it's just a massive cluster. So let me ask you this question because you, you always seem game for this sort of stuff, Robert Griffin III. Had Washington called you after you parted ways with them and said, you know what, our situation's so dire, we want you back, would you have done it? Uh, I mean, last year, you know, I, I put out the, uh, the tweet and the Instagram post <laughs> saying make the call when they were pretty banged up at quarterback. I just think it, it, it does require dire dire situation for guys to consider going back to a place um, that essentially is like, you know, the ex-girlfriend. You know, they always tell you don't go back <laughs> to the person or go back to the place where you got hurt um, as far as emotionally. And for me, that would be I'd be going back to a place I got hurt physically, emotionally, and everything uh, under the sun. But at the end of the day, if you love football – and you love the guys in that locker room, the teammates that I still have or had there in Washington, then you you, you make that sacrifice. Because it's not about you in that moment. It's about you getting an opportunity to go play the game you love uh, and, and put on a show for a fan base that you love. So, yeah, if Washington had called me last year, would I have gone and, and went and balled out? Yes, 100%. Well, I was good. Um, uh, so I think it just it just depends on uh, your own situation. Well, I, I kind of meant like right away. You know, they've changed they've changed team names twice, let alone coaches, right? <laughs> so, uh, like, yeah. had had it been right away, right, where the front office was pretty much darn the same, and uh, w- would you have done it? Do you think? Yeah, Rich, that's a massive no. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's a ma- <laughs> massive no. But, uh, yeah, I, I misunderstood the question at first. No, yeah, no, no. I, years, I inartfully yeah, asked after, it. I did not ask yeah, it after properly. After a few years when they've changed coaches, changed the administration, tried to, you know, implement things that make the organization better, yeah, it might give you some some, some pause to say, okay, maybe I'll think about this. But, uh, no, not not immediately. No way. Robert Griffin the third here on the Rich Eisen Show. Just a couple minutes left. Um, I, I started the program uh, earlier talking about my sleeper teams for uh, for the summer, going into the summer. Teams that we're not talking about, that we should be talking about. Um, and which team is number one for you on that list? I know which one mine is. I can tap dance a little bit longer because you didn't know this question was coming. I, I, and I'm not talking about a team that was – bad last year either i'm talking about a team that was good and has an opportunity to be even better and maybe win it all even though they didn't last year which one is that team for you robert griffin the third 
Wow. I mean, that's a, that's a great question because, you know, you, I don't think the Bills are a sleeper team, right? I don't, you know, I think my, my sleeper team, to be quite honest, would have to be the Baltimore Ravens. Um, they were good last year, even though they were banged up, the most banged up team in the entire league. And, and Lamar Jackson was the MVP probably halfway through the year. Uh, and then he got banged up. So I think the Ravens coming back with the help of Lamar Jackson, they're going to get Marlon Humphrey back, Marcus Peters back. Um, their offensive line is going gonna, is gonna to be better with the additions that they made and getting back Ronnie Stanley. They're getting back their top three running backs uh, that were all hurt last year, J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards, and Justice Hill. So I think that would be my, my sleeper team because they're kind of forgotten about right now in the AFC North. You know, with the Bengals going to the Super Bowl, the Browns and all the, 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 the controversy that's going on with them right now. And then, of course, the Steelers. Um, with that three-headed monster on defense and then bringing in Kenny Pickett and having all those young, skilled guys. The AFC North, to me, is, is, uh, is just as competitive and exciting uh, as the AFC West. Um, so I look at the Ravens and I say that would be uh, a big sleeper team for me. Um, and then the New Orleans Saints. Yeah, the Saints. Uh, I think the, the, Saints are on my list, too. Saints are on my yeah. list, too. I, I, I chose the same church, different pew. Uh, I went the Bengals. I, I don't recall. Okay. A te- I don't. I don't recall a team that went to the Super Bowl, lost it, and almost won it, and lost it. Nobody talks about them, honestly. <laughs> and, and their one glaring weakness, their offensive line, they hit the heck out of it in free agency. They they actually shored it up, and they're coming back. And you know, we're 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 not. Nobody's talking about the Bengals. That's number one for me. Yeah. Robert, I, I actually, I mean, I, I, I don't disagree. I think the reason no one's talking about the Bengals is because we've had all this craziness going on in the AFC West with all this offensive firepower. Mm-hmm. But really, what everyone was, is really trying to do is match what the Bengals have had when they they drafted Jamar Chase. They got T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, yeah. um, the, those big three at wide receiver, um, and then they brought in Hayden Hurst, who is a you know former first round pick at tight end. But I'm with you. What they did on the offensive line is probably uh, the most impressive thing all offseason. It's been a quiet, quiet kept secret because it hasn't been a mainstay on ESPN or NFL Live. You know, but Ted Karras, Alex Kappa, and then bringing in Lyle Collins, who had probably my favorite line of the offseason when he showed up in Medjo Burrow and, and basically told him, you know, no one's going to touch you. Like, I mean, listen, maybe, maybe your wife doesn't want to hear that, but as a quarterback <laughs> – you definitely want to hear your offensive lineman telling you that no one's going to touch you. Uh, so I thought that was that was pretty cool. They've done a good, a really, really good job of of sharing up that offensive line, like you talked about. As always, a delight, Robert Griffin the third. Thank you. Look for my call. I'd love to do this on the regular if you're up for it. Greatly appreciate it. Hey, I'm always up for it, Rich. Appreciate you having me, brother. Right God back bye. at you, Robert Griffin the third at RG3 on Twitter and Instagram. Right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Meanwhile, during our chat with RG3, an absolutely seismic story in the world of college football uh, and college sports seismic is breaking. We'll tell you about that and react once again to a major story on the air live on the Rich Eisen Show when we return. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. 
O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show. So during the um, uh, RG3 conversation, uh, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Uh, John Wilner, who covers uh, college athletics, uh, a syndicated reporter um, and many uh, publications of note, he tweeted out, USC and UCLA are planning to leave for the Big Ten as early as 2024. Move has not been finalized at the highest levels of power. Nicole Auerbach, who works for The Athletic, and our friend Bruce Feldman, Athletic and Fox Sports, both are saying they're hearing the same exact thing. USC and UCLA in the Big Ten. That means adios Pac-12. Unless somehow the Pac-12 and the Big Ten get together and decide to merge forces all together, didn't they have kind of a co-allegiant? Well, I mean, going it's the, the Rose Bowl. They've had a they've had a Rose Bowl relationship no, no, know, since the dawn of time. But the allegiance or something that was called. Well, I mean, that was part of, yeah, the response to you know Texas and Oklahoma right, leaving right, to right. the That's SEC. Was. Was, yeah. There's some sort of an alliance. The alliance. Right, between right. between those two and uh, was it the ACC as well? Oh, the, yeah, okay. you're right. Yeah. But I'm telling you, the battle lines were, have been drawn for quite some time. The NIL world is only serving to accelerate it. The fire has been burning. The embers are apparent. This NIL stuff is an accelerant. Okay? That's what this is. It is coming. The Super League of College Athletics is coming. And you better get on board, because if you're not going to get on board, you're going to be left behind. USC and UCLA talking to the Big Ten that is wild. Bruce Feldman says it is his understanding that the two schools here in Southern California, USC and UCLA, reached 
out to the Big Ten. They said, hey, what do you think of this idea? Because they might be looking around at the Pac-12 and saying, this isn't working. And we need to move fast, just like Texas and Oklahoma did to spark this stuff. USC gets Lincoln Riley out of Oklahoma. And now they might take USC out of the Pac-12. And, of course, we all know USC will wind up in the same division as Michigan because we always have to play those guys. I know she makes this about you. Oh, come on. It's the freaking truth. It's the truth. Michigan's got to play Ohio State, Michigan State, Penn State every year. The other teams don't. Every year, we got to play Wisconsin. Iowa more often than not. Oh yeah, USC will come to the Big Ten, and they won't—they won't take on the team that they have a history with for the Rose Bowl over and over and over and over again. No, 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 no. USC doesn't have to play Michigan every year, and Michigan doesn't have to play USC every year. It's coming, and I don't care if you think I'm arrogant. It's a fact. But welcome, bring it, because that just means two things. One thing just for the Big Ten overall, huge relevance in the world where you need to stay relevant. And two, for me personally, I get to go down down the 10 freeway and see my team every now and then. (laughs) Yeah, once a year you get to see them now. Go to the Rose Bowl, Michigan. Oh, yeah, Michigan. Michigan. They, they won't put Michigan in the Rose Bowl. They, they won't do that. Yeah, well, why? Because the Michigan has no history of the Rose Bowl. Oh, wait a minute. They helped found the damn game. I don't know how you're All making good. this story about Michigan. Just a little it's, bit. It's a really, Just a little bit. Just it's a, a really bit. unique skill that you have. You know what? I do. Thank you. I appreciate you <laughs> saying that. But these are just the facts. These are the facts. There will be times where Ohio State doesn't play USC yes, every but this year. Is about, that will this happen. This is about the implosion of the Pac-12, Which not gonna, how it affects Michigan. Well, guess what? I only had a few minutes here. Okay. I decided to use that real estate here. <laughs> At the top of the next hour, we've got a whole okay. segment to fill on more, one would think, universally okay. relevant topics other than the ones that personally affect it's, me and cause my your- gut to just tense up. It's one of your finer skills. Thank you. I got to commend you. Well, I'm just also saying it's my hosting skills to know (laughs) I've got a few minutes of real estate here and I've got a larger piece of real estate coming up in the next hour for me to expand on another thing that proves me correct. So don't worry. I'll still twist it. I am also here for all the Twitter jokes right now of like the first time USC Loses 13-10 at Iowa, they'll rethink this decision. Hey, man, Iowa's a tough place to play. (laughs) It's a hell of a lot tougher to play than than Washington State, Oregon State, Utah. Can't wait for that UCLA-Northwestern noon kickoff. Hey, man. I I would put Big Ten's competition up against the Pac-12 competition. I would put our markets in the Big Ten up against the markets in the Pac-12. The Big Ten is obviously deeper. You know, the yeah. Pac-12 is super right. top. And you're, they're reading the room. Yeah. They're seeing their room. And the room isn't just the Pac-12. It's the entirety of college athletics. And somebody's thinking about the future. Welcome to the party, pal. They're thinking about how can we stay relevant. And I bet you right now, right now, somebody 
and the campus of Eugene, Oregon is freaking out. Take us too. What about us? Don't leave us behind. They're looking for that dinghy on the sinking ship Mm -hmm. right now. Because the women and children, a.k.a. UCLA and USC, are getting on that boat first. Wow. Wow. 